Well, our scripture today is the 34th Psalm. It's one of those acrostic psalms I've described before. That is, the Hebrew, in the Hebrew, original Hebrew, the, each verse began with a Hebrew letter. In English, we would have it A, B, C, down to Z, but in Hebrew, it's Aleph to Tav. Well, one reason to do that was to make it easy to memorize because you knew which, which uh, letter each succeeding verse would start with. But for no reason that we know of, the sixth letter was left off. Well, you might remember that I've told you before the Hebrew alphabet had 22 letters. So since one letter was left off, the sharpest folks here would say, now wait a minute, there are 22 verses here. Well, the 22nd verse was added later and summarizes the whole psalm saying, the Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Well, the, uh, let me tell you the most interesting side note on this psalm. In many Bibles there's a, a, a sort of superscript that starts the psalm that says this is a psalm of David. But it also says a psalm of David when he feigned madness before Abimelech so that he drove him out and he went away. Well nowhere else in the Bible is that mentioned but there is a passage about David acting crazy in front of a king. Scholars think that the Abimelech name was really Achish, the king of Gath. Gath was a Philistinian city that was most famous for being the hometown of the giant Goliath. An unusual place for David to go hide, right? Well, so David met this king, Achish, in about 1025 BC, he was run away, he was fleeing King Saul, who was angry. Let me just tell you the story from 1 Samuel 21, and I'll read this from the, that common English Bible. So David got up and continued running from Saul. He went to Achish, Gath's king. Achish's servant said to him, isn't that David, king of the land? He's one of the people that the people sing about in their dances. Saul has killed thousands, but David has killed his tens of thousands. David took these words very seriously and became very frightened of Achish, Gath's king. So he changed the way he acted with them, pretending to be insane when he was with them. He scratched marks on the doors of the city gates and he let spit dribble down his chin. Can't you see he's crazy? Akish asked his servants. Why bring him to me? Am I short on insane people <laughs> that you brought this person to be crazy right in front of me? Do you really, do you really think I'm going to let this man enter my house? <laughs> there are lots of unusual stories in the Bible if you read the whole thing, aren't there? Well, now, with that in mind, as that was the time that he wrote this, listen to this psalm that David wrote when he acted so crazy that a Philistinian king wouldn't even let him in the door. The 34th psalm is a psalm of thanksgiving for deliverance from trouble. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him and be radiant so your faces shall never be ashamed. This poor soul cried and was heard by the Lord and was saved from every trouble. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you, hope, you his holy ones, for those who fear him have no want. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you desires life and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against evildoers to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord rescues them from them all. He keeps all their bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, Psalm 34 starts with a brief hymn of praise. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble be hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Once I went to a Sunday school class that was studying the Psalms. One assignment in that class was to write a psalm. You could do that. You could do that because just like David, you have been blessed by God. You've been rescued from some disaster. You've made some terrible decision and God saved you from trouble. Somehow, some way, you can say with David, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Surely there is some event, some person, some experience in your life that makes you want to express the kind of joy that David felt when he wrote, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy, happy are those who take refuge in him. The Hebrew word that gets translated happy there is asher, ashra. 
It's used 26 times in the book of Psalms and 20 other times in the Old Testament. But it's not like be happy, like you put on a greeting card. It's happy always in the Psalms expressed in terms of relationship. In this case, relationship with God. Some of Psalm 34 shares wisdom, gives instructions, renders advice. Keep your tongue from evil, your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil, do good. Seek peace, pursue it. Well, how do you do that? How do you keep your tongue from evil? How do you keep your lips from deceit? How do you depart from evil and do good? How do you seek and pursue peace? The very verses of Psalm 34 that pose those challenges give rise to such questions as I just asked. Those are quoted, those verses are quoted in 1 Peter 3 to summarize the instructions there to Christians that say, all of you be of one mind, sympathetic, lovers of your fellow believers, compassionate, modest in your opinion of yourselves. Don't pay back evil for evil or insult for insult. Instead, give blessing in return. You were called to do this so that you might inherit a blessing. Well, now, both from articles and books and workshops I've read and heard about lately, I know that a there's a current seminary trend to train the preachers. Preach the verbs, they say. That is, focus on the action words rather than on the object words, the nouns. The idea is that the nouns change over time. Just for example, you and I are much more likely to wear a hoodie than a cloak these days. But the verbs change less often and the nouns and then well, English teachers have always been telling us verbs are where the action is anyway. So what happens if you do that and look at the verbs in the 34th Psalm? You'll find that humans bless, magnify, and exalt. That is, we worship. We take refuge. We're told to look, see, come, listen, pursue. And what does God do? God hears, answers, delivers, rescues, saves, redeems. God keeps. You get the picture. Our needs are great, and God is greater. God is gracious, merciful, and strong to deliver. There's a psalm scholar I, I like named Rolf Jacobson. He says that embodiment is a theme that runs throughout this psalm. Well, consider the various body metaphors used. The psalmist calls us to taste, see, hear, speaks of eyes, ears, face, heart, breath, bones. God is sensitive to human suffering and committed to save and deliver. Psalm 34 says that God is the one who the one who keeps our bones, the one who is near the brokenhearted, the one who is, saves the Christian spirit. It talks about the righteous. Well, the righteous are those who take refuge in God. 
those who fear God, who seek God, who desire life, who cry for God's help, who have many afflictions from which God rescues them. All of us who've been in the hospital and come home safe can say amen. Another scholar wrote, the Psalms tell us both who God is and what God does, and thus who we are and what we are to do. According to this psalm, we're to teach others to know God by telling others our story so that they will know that the Lord is near. Many times we, we kind of shy away from telling our story. We hesitate to share advice about this, but we don't hesitate to share advice about vacation spots or places to eat out or where to shop or which color you ought to looks good on you or which college or university is the best one in the country. <laughs> but we hesitate to share our faith. We fear being seen as goody-goody. We don't want to be seen as the crazed zealots or the phonies that are featured in so many movies and TV shows. We don't like it when people push their own views too hard. So we tend to keep our mouths shut. But you don't have to overdo it or be rude or disrespectful of other views to share the story of what God means in your life. How God has redeemed us and is the one to whom, in whom we find refuge. The one who saves, rescues, delivers, and keeps us. You may know the name Francis Collins. He's the person, the scientist, who led that project, that massive project to map the human genome, something that had never been done before. He did not start out a Christian, but in the hospital setting where he worked, he was moved by the faith of people who were dealing with tragedy. He was moved by their prayers and what he saw in those families at the hospital in Chapel Hill that he became a Christian as well as a leading scientist. Being a Christian does not keep us from life's troubles. Being Christian means we don't go through life's troubles alone. Because the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in God. Thanks be to God. May the courage of the early morning's dawning and the strength of God's majestic hills and the peace and quiet of an evening's ending and the hope and joy of another tomorrow to come be your God-given possessions and gifts now and always.